Welcome to Comfortable Place on the Couch Series 2, a regularly scheduled podcast where two Canadians talk about a band full of Australians. Are you pointing at me? That's your cue. Oh, I'm supposed to say that with a New Zealand bass player. To Midnight Oil fans around this earth, sun, and moon. My name is Darren Folds, and in the coming months, I'll be listening to all those Midnight Oil songs that didn't make it onto their studio albums. We'll be talking about B-sides, covers, demos, and maybe a few other tracks if the fancy strikes me. Joining me each episode is my best friend, which we established last time, and fellow Midnight Oil enthusiast Robin Harbin. Welcome to my sunroom and the couch, Mr. Harbin. Nice to be here, Darren. I got the snow tires off my van this week. This week? This week. I got my snow tires off, I think, like two weeks ago. I requested that they take them off two weeks ago, but it took them until this week to actually do it. Yikes. Meanwhile, it's been, what, some days 28 Celsius here? Did it get up to 28? That seems a little on the hot side. It was hot. But we have leaves on the trees basically this week. Yeah. Like proper leaves. Meanwhile, my aunt went out to the East Coast. Are you missing her? With the big snowfall. Yeah, and they got hit by snow like crazy out there. It was there. a nutty snowfall in yeah. Newfoundland or something. Yeah, right? that's yeah. where they are. What a place to go. What a place to go. But we're not there. No, we're, we're here. We are here. Thank you, we're, Darren. We're here. We're on the couch. You got your double... Bergamot Earl Grey Black Tea. So what does double bergamot mean? It's twice the bergamot. And what what does any bergamot mean? (laughs) It's like, I was thinking of it like orange peel, but I don't think it is. I think it's a flower. Oh. But it's kind of got that citrusy. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Stuff going on. All right. And I've got my peppermint tea. Yes, you do. We've got our cans of... Let's read it in French. Yeah. Oh, petulant. Yeah, <laughs> you are petulant. I, I have, have... Go ahead. I have the citron. I have bluette et gre, grenada. 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 Denada. Very nice. And you've got your nice Commodore t-shirt Yeah, on. thank you. Nobody's been mentioning it. I've been wearing it. All day? All day, and nobody, nobody says anything about it. Speaking of people not saying things about things, yeah, lots of people compliment me on my beard when I walk around town and I go to the grocery store and stuff like that. Yeah, And at one point I thought, you know what, maybe I'll start a Twitter account called Darren's Beard Compliments. Yeah. And you know, every day I would just like tweet whenever somebody said, hey, bro, nice beard. I had like, I was going for a walk one day at lunch yeah. and this guy over the fence kind of came over and hollered me over and he had like, he had a good-ish Beard. Yeah, he had a really ish. nice mustache Ooh, yeah. and a long ponytail. And we were talking beards and ponytails and mustaches for like 10 minutes. Yeah. It was, you know what? This is an invitation. This is a friendly invitation to, that says, hey, look at that guy over there. He probably wants to talk about About hair. beards. Yeah. About, <laughs> <laughs> about hair. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know what? I'm sure you do too. I know you've told me about like the old ladies in the grocery store who who think that you're just like the kindest, gentlest guy. Yeah, it's funny. Because you've got this beard, and I I have people that want to talk to me because of my beard. Hang on. Ah, there we go. Beard talk. Beard. The podcast. I don't think (laughs) I don't think you have to start a new Twitter account just for your. You could just put your beard compliments on your regular Twitter account. Hashtag beard compliment. Yeah. Beard compliment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it might make your, it might make your Twitter feed more interesting or something. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Probably. Do you want to do business as usual? Yeah, we should do, we should do that. Okay. And then we're going to add, and then we're going to do a new section. Wow. What's that new section going to be called there? And I have to Any, prepare. Anything that we can do to talk about stuff more and talk about Midnight Oil Music less. <laughs> Wow. Because we know that people come to this podcast to hear us <laughs> rambling about not midnight oil stuff. <laughs> okay. We'll try we try to we'll try to keep it all midnight oil related. Yeah. Business okay. taking care of business. Robin taking said care of business. That he likes a new title every time. So taking care of business. Yeah, Take no, it away. Taking care of business. Uh okay, so the the biggest thing we have to I think we have to apologize, Darren. I am always ready to apologize. Okay, so I am sorry. Okay, see, Darren's sorry. I'm sorry. Moving on. Okay. No, what, what about? What are you sorry for? <laughs> Maybe I should start a new Twitter account for the, all the things that Darren's sorry for. <laughs> all the dumb but things it, I do that what, I'm sorry what for. What has to stay on topic about Midnight Oil? Oh, probably an error. We no, probably forgot somebody. We... Well, what it was is we deliberately deceived people last episode, oh, yeah. and we and we fooled a few people. With Did we? That. Yeah. Didn't I put something on at the end? Yeah. That the, kind of absolved us of that. I thought so. Apparently, it wasn't enough for some listeners. I even pointed that blurb at the end out, and yeah. And they were thinking we were talking about something else. Okay. Oh, so we never really intended no, to. We were having some fun and didn't think anybody would really. Go for it. So here, here's the story. Uh, last week we had the Schwampy Moose. Not last week. Yeah, last, last episode. Time. Yep. Uh, the Schwampy Moose on Darren, and and what happened? You weren't even too sure what I was doing. I was not aware of what was going on, but Robin pulled out his phone and said, "I've got some stuff that you need. To, I've got more Schwampy Moose to listen to." <laughs> and I started playing along because I figured he was just he had something up his sleeve. Yeah. So. We played three songs from Schwampy Moose, but I, we have to confess one of them was authentic. Yep. The other two were from bands that Darren and I had. <laughs> That's uh, why they were extra awful. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and my idea of the joke here is that every band, when it's new and terrible, even even the band that became Midnight Oil, mm-hmm. would have a terrible twelve bar blues jam yeah Yeah. and so i found uh one from our band called heads up Mm -hmm. from the 80s well actually and then one from our band heads up was like the end of high school yeah the end of high school late later 80s yeah uh and then one from our band north in the sea uh which was our 90s band that wasn't quite as terrible but our blues jam was still pretty terrible (laughs) um so yeah so it's funny that we have this little small insight into Schwampy Moose, but I think it just kind of proves that, you know what, do we really need more Schwampy Moose? I've got just the right amount. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yep. So. Okay. Okay, that's enough of that. That was us being silly, sorry. Yeah, we were being silly. Can't promise it won't happen again when the opportunity arises. I have some business to take care of. Okay. Jeff Scott... Oh, I don't even know if I forwarded this to you. I don't remember. Jeff sent us um, an early version of Bull Roarer, something that they were working out. 
Um, and he sent us a version from uh, the Bankstown, I'm going to call it the RSL, from November 13th, 1986. And RSL stands for the Royal Servicemen's League. Oh, like, so this is a live, they did a live yeah, performance of a early Yeah, they Bull were Roar. working out Bull yeah. Roar. And you can hear Ghost of the Roadhouse riff in it. Ah, uh-huh, neat. It's like, oh, maybe we'll take this riff from, that we were playing around with in, in Ghost of the Roadhouse try to work it out into bull roar and it never it didn't stick with it Thank you very much, Jeff. That was a really cool one. Yeah, that's that's neat. And there was sort of a new Midnight Oil release music mm-hmm. uh, this last week. It's called Everyone Band. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this thing. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think it's a group of Australian musicians, including the Oils and lots of others. And they've, together, there's, I don't know. They're saying there's like a thou- thousands of people in their band, oh, wow. including yeah. the Oils. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how you pick out anyone. but <laughs> um, And they released a single called Stand By You. Stand By You. Stand By You. Stand. And apparently by the idea you. is that you... Whoa, 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 yeah. stand. <laughs> Not that version, no? No. Dif- different song. Actually, I wasn't able to find it really quickly. Hmm. Maybe it's kind of an Australian thing. But anyway, the idea is that all the sales, all the proceeds from the single are going to go into a fund to help uh, Australian musicians in crisis. Okay. Meaning because they a lot of them don't have the same kind of health insurance and oh, okay. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be a fund and when Australian right musicians have trouble. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's going one. on. Um, and another one I've... Pr- Probably mentioned uh, one of my other favorite bands is named The Choir. Yeah. and I like The Choir a lot too. Yeah. And they're like basically the only other band that I drive or fly long distances to go see. Yeah. Uh, when they come up to the northern U.S. I, I usually travel down to find them. Uh, they released a new album called Bloodshot. But the interestingly, the, the sort of Midnight Oil connection, the last song is called The Time Has Come. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is, of course, kind of the yeah. other chorus of Beds Are Burning. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and it's kind of a, so it's not about land rights, but it is about uh, forgiveness oh, and yeah. about now. now's the time to make things right. This cool. Is that, that kind of message. Right on. Yeah. That's neat. So anyway, check it out if you like. I found, after we recorded the podcast a few weeks ago, for some reason, we were talking about... Um, who played bass on What's So Funny About Peace, Love, yes. and Understanding. And uh, Robin Robin knows that Bones played bass on that recording that we've got. Yeah. He didn't have anything to back it up. No evidence. No evidence, but he knows. Yeah. I believe Robin. 
However, I have video of Giffo playing What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. Where? The video was deleted from YouTube. Oh, yeah, sure it was. <laughs> but also, in the yellow book, yeah. you can take a look at um, all the set lists from things that they were playing. Yeah. In the in the Giffo era, yeah, and I think he played it. I think I, he played it three times he, live, live exactly. Yeah. And so I was all ready to show Robin, "Hey, look at this Giffo <laughs> playing what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding." Yeah. Um. I. Ooh, listen to that organ. What's what's happening? <laughs> I think that this is. Are we being abducted? I I feel like I should go towards the light. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't get rid of uh, the music track from last uh, podcast episode. I'll get rid of that now. <laughs> oh, that was cool. That was cool. Um, yeah. There. I also muted the comedy noises track, just in case those sheep and cows come to surprise <laughs> the us. Comedy uh, uh anyway regifo yeah i i'll i'll put a, a link in the show notes um if i can find it again on youtube or uh, yeah. whatever um just uh so what would convince and me? i also have a an audio recording sorry for interrupting you again apparently this is what i do well of um oils playing in toronto with bones doing peace love and understanding just in case people want to listen to some more peace love and understanding yeah 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 if uh, if Giffo's live version has similar cool fills and riffs, I don't mean cool Giffo riffs, I mean cool Bones riffs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then I would be more convinced he played on the studio version, but... I don't disbelieve you. Yeah. But I just thought it was kind of neat. It is neat. That I've, I found video of it and I thought, ha ha! Want to change your mind now, Harbin? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm quite, quite happy with yeah. how I'm at. I got one more thing to add as business as usual. Wow. I don't know. You might have And there's have still more. more, yeah. Is there still more? Okay. Yeah. Just the other day, I don't know what I was doing or how I got down this bunny trail, but I found the Australian Cultural Atlas online, and um, they map all sorts of artistic stuff from Australia to geography, including places in Xavier Herbert's Capricornia novel oh. with... They're analogs in real life. So, for example, Port Zodiac is supposed to what well, is basically based off of Darwin. Okay. And so, I'll put a link in the show notes to anybody who any of the literary types who listen to the podcast <laughs> who might be interested in finding out the places in the novel where they are supposed to be represented. Yeah, and yeah. and is this conc- like is this Savior's? official notes somehow the entire website is just it's kind of like a a group effort type thing but they try to provide good reasons as to why yeah so it's something that these nerds have some consensus yeah over it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so i thought it was kind of cool it is cool yeah what else do you got uh shout out to jason and ella two of my very uh, of my real life friends who are now listening to the podcast. Your two real-life friends? Yeah, my two real-life <laughs> friends. Um, yeah. Darren and I, 
it's been great getting all sorts of new friends uh, through the, the listeners. Who would have guessed this would have Who happened? Who would have eh? thought, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's rare for me that my other real-world friends actually listen to the podcast. They're like, yeah, I of, want to hear Robin more than I already do. None of our friends listen to this. No, no. Which is so, why we can talk about them. So a couple of them have dared to, even though they're not really into Midnight Oil, mm-hmm. and they've been enjoying it, apparently. Yeah, and I so. read uh, Jason's oh, you found iTunes it. review. Yeah, yeah, very complimentary. Yeah, so that's that's super cool. That was nice of him. Thanks, Jason. And he said... I haven't seen you in decades, but it was nice to read your five-star review. <laughs> he dropped it down to four-star. Now that he's getting into these three-part slogs <laughs> through, like, breathe. And Mr. Interrupty Pants. And Mr. Interrupty Pants doesn't help, but but that did peak, eh? Was, uh, no. It can happen again. It can happen I'll again. I'll do my best. Okay. So, uh, Darren. Yes. I saw you bring this in. We got not one, but two, what are we going to call these? Like, listener... Listener mail. Exciting mail. It's like, better than email, it's real mail. It's real snail mail. This one came in a big tube. I know, this is very exciting. This is the reason I got into podcasting. People sending me tubes in the mail. That's right. So I'm I'm (laughs) going to let Darren open this tube. Oh, really? Okay. Open the tube. And... This is from tube. our good friend, Judy. Oh, Judy. Yeah. Goat Island, Judy. <laughs> is, she, is she Goat Island? There's Judy? staples. Yeah. Oh, be, because she, she was at she Goat was Island. At Island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's staples in this. You didn't give me tools to open this with. I'm sorry. I don't even have my keychain with I got, me. I got my knife here. Here. Why don't you open it and like make it open? Make and it then easy to open for you. You do the heavy lifting. I'll do, I'll, I'll do the difficult part here. Okay. I am pulling out my knife. What I like to do on Christmas morning is wait for Robin to come over to my house so that he can take the tape and the staples out of my presence and I can just kind of, you know how on TV, (laughs) they just lift the lid off the box? Yeah. That's what I wait for Robin to come and do for me. Uh, Darren's boys, uh, he buys some gifts. They go, Daddy, open this. And they, nope, Robin's coming over later. (laughs) Just wait for your Christmas. Uncle Robin. Uncle Robin will come over. You wait another six hours. We were talking about Uncle Robin. Yeah. And and uh, my eldest said, I don't like calling him Uncle Robin. <laughs> I prefer to call him Sir Robin. Oh, Sir Robin. Yes. Oh, I'll take that. Brave Sir Robin. Yeah. Bravely ran away when danger reared its ugly head. This is... This is, this is a lot of patter that we're doing a pretty good Ju- job of, I think, <laughs> as you're taking staples out okay, of we got Judy's two, tube. We got two... <laughs> You know what, if we get other real mail, maybe we can have like a section on the podcast and we'll call it Judy's Tube. (laughs) And people will say, why do they call it Judy's Tube? (laughs) And and we won't say anything and we'll just have to listen to the past episodes and find out why it's called Judy's Tube. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure that's such a good idea. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we can get t-shirts made up. <laughs> Judy's tube. And we'll go to you like... You are Judy's tube. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You got to be getting close now. Yeah. Yep. Woohoo! Victorious over Judy's tube. <laughs> oh, now you're putting the end back in. Yeah, so I, I put it back. Okay, great. Yeah. Here we go. This is All right, works. Judy's tube. Okay. Oh, there's notes on it. Listen to this from yeah. Judy's oh, tube. Yeah. <laughs> 
What is this? It's Judy's tube. <laughs> I know it's Judy's tube. They're like little posters or something. Oh! 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 <laughs> Not only... Oh, wow. Yeah. Not only are these... Midnight Oil 1984, the year the oils inspired a nation limited cinema release for May 10th. Posters from the film, but there's a signature on that. Yeah, and is, it is looks that Judy? Li- <laughs> no, no, it's I think it's Rob. It Oh, Judy, you're my favorite podcast listener ever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow. I, actually, I, I guess I don't know. Can you Who's, tell? It looks like Alf Things. Yeah. From the year 7218. <laughs> Mine says 2018. Okay. So they're not identical, right? Can you compare the two? Here. The year on yours is a very enthusiastic 2018 with yeah. two exclamation points. Yeah. And double underline. Mine's just from 7218. 7218. You get the rare... Thank you, Judy. We like that, Judy. Thank you very much. It's even better than the tube. <laughs> that was totally worth the staple patter. <laughs> I'm going to put the tube together again. Yeah. Open it up one more time just for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really good except for the funk. Ooh. Tube. Tube. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Robin, yeah. I saw you had another postal package yeah there isn't just one number two number two okay so this one darren i learned my lesson that darren is incapable of opening <laughs> any sort of package so this one here okay, I, open I, up the i, I pre-opened open it up for the darren. tube it's not a tube but i'm calling it a tube yeah it's 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 a square tube i'm looking at the back oh and and this is from our good oh, friend oh redeeming herself our good friend Nancy. Nancy. Robin. Oh, there's an envelope with Robin's name on it. Yep. There you go. Ooh, nice sticker. It's it's a it's a golden hand sticker. There. Uh-huh. Check that out. That's cool. A very nice sticker. And Oh, discs. <gasps> Bootleg. Oh. This is the the from last year's this is webster hall yeah and the fillmore awesome oh and yep. a stack of photos no a magnety thing yeah oh that's cool <laughs> that's going on the fridge yeah yeah so it's a, a really nice photo did, did nancy take this herself or is this just one of the one of the favorites it must have been somebody who doesn't like rob very much <laughs> so it it's a super great photo of the band rocking out with somebody with the hand. <laughs> it is. It's, it's really cool. It, the, the only drawback for Dick, from Darren's perspective is that the crowd member's hand. Which is an awesome kind of like yeah, oil's hand. Oil's hand is totally blocking Rob. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's Look a very nice photo. It's a nice fridge magnet. It is going on my fridge. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. And thank you for the note. Uh, Nancy thanks us for making her famous. How? Well, by mentioning her on the podcast, I think. Nancy knows that like only three people listen to the podcast, right? That's not true. <laughs> no. 
So. Thank you very much, Nancy. I'm going to read your note. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All wow. right. Thank you to our listeners. You listeners are great. You listeners are great. <laughs> wow. That's some swag. Yep. Okay. Pickups? Yeah, Darren wants to do his pickup section now. This is... When are we ever going to get to the music, Darren? At episode two. Yeah. So, what are pickups? Well, I only learned about pickups, like, in the last few months. Well, it's when you go to the bar. <laughs> nope. Go to the club. Nope. Okay. It's when you go to, like, the used stuff store. Yeah. Or And you find some neat stuff. Yeah, and you get stuff. You pick up some, some stuff. Yeah. That you... I guess it doesn't have to be used, but a lot of the time, part of the fun is the hunt. Yeah. So I don't know if, any, if you hunted for any of these. Though. I didn't have to hunt too much yeah. for this stuff, but I got some stuff. Yeah. And I just wanted to Tell to us share about it. them. I want to tell you about my things. Those are... I only I have three things that I've, I've got since um, we last recorded. Okay. And one of them came in this envelope... With all this, all the stamps on it, the plethora of stamps. You gonna give give that to my dad? Yeah, your dad would probably like all those Sweden stamps. Yeah, he would. Yeah, do do you want? You can totally have it. Yeah. So in that envelope came um, Ghost Rider CD. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Tell me some of your favorite songs from this one, Darren. Wreckery Road. Yeah, it's a good one. Yes. that's, yeah, this is the self-titled Ghost Riders album. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good one. I haven't actually listened to many to to these a ton. Yeah, but I'm just kind of amassing. I'm making up for lost time. Yeah, and I got a copy of uh, the Breaks Church of the Open Sky. Yes. right here. Um, oh, and, and this for... is this is the Bombora release. So the yeah. Um. And these pickups. Oh yeah, what are these pickups? Okay, so Ghost what's Ride. What's the significance? Yeah, why? Why, why is Darren am I interested in this? For for a couple of our new listeners, they might actually not know. So the Ghost Riders is Rob Hurst's yep secret project. Mm-hmm. I believe he he had to be secret about because his record contract forbade him yep from doing other stuff. Yes. So. Now, and Martin often sneaks in for a track oh, or yeah. two on just about everything, yeah. it seems like. So and sometimes, I'm not sure if Martin, I don't know for certain if Martin's on. And on once this. while Bones would sneak in on these projects too without <coughs> saying anything. Okay, yep. and then, and the, then break. the break is what the band minus Peter Garrett were doing when they were on, on the, the break. break. So this is some awesome surfy yep. music with uh, Rob and Jim Martin yeah. and with uh, Violent Femmes Brian Ritchie yeah. and often or as as a full-fledged member Jack doing horns. Yeah, now Jack's Jack would often come member. in and do horns and yeah. maybe he's a real full-fledged member now yeah. doing horns. And kind of funny, the break, uh, Peter Garrett's not there. Yeah. Also, Bones moved off to the States. Yeah. So they, Brian Ritchie, the Violent Femmes bassist, came into the band what's amusing is the two listeners jason and ella i mentioned yeah are both in wisconsin which is where and one of them right in milwaukee yeah yeah which is exactly where brian ritchie is from wow there so you go. it's a small world and then do you have this that's the one i don't have ah. it was really hard to find but back 
back when that came out, I actually tried to buy yeah. that and failed. So we're talking about Angry, Angry Tradesmen. Tradesmen. Yeah. And the album is Beat the House. Yeah. So this is Rob and his buddy Dom Turner. Yeah. Cranking out some bluesy rock stuff. Yeah. Well, I thought it was them, but this is with Martin. Martin. Yeah. Right. Martin, it's the Martin three of them. Too, yeah. yeah. Martin's officially yeah. in this band. He's, he's credited as a guest oh. on this album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then that's not how I understood it because otherwise Angry Tradesmen is essentially the same band as the Backsliders. Ah, yeah. Cause that's Which Dom, is Dom and Yeah. Dom and Rob. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was uh, adding this to my Discogs collection on Friday and it wasn't in Discogs. So... I got to add this to Discogs. It saw exceedingly, even people who wanted to buy it, like me, right when it was released, something kind of funny happened with that band, I think. Okay. I don't know what. Yeah. But they were really ramping up for like a big, they, they did all kinds of press yeah. leading up to the release of the album. But then the album didn't come out right away and that really fizzled out. Maybe somebody more on the inside. Mm. Mm-hmm could tell us if something kind of funny happened with that band but right. it couldn't really be between dom and rob because like a relationship problem because they, they continue to do stuff yeah yeah so there's something odd how they had a mailing list and it felt like they never even really announced the album when mm. it came out properly okay and then the website just went dead and yeah, hmm. yeah. strange stuff. i didn't realize that it was as sought after as apparently it well, is well I, at least by you. At least by me. Yeah. Yeah. So, well done. Oh, there you go. So, those are my pickups. Excellent pickups, Darren. Shall we turn our discussion to the music, Mr. Oh, Harbour? finally. So, tonight, we are listening to songs from the Blue Sky Mining era that didn't make it onto Blue Sky Mining. From the Blue Sky Mining era. Yeah. Would you agree with that qualification? Well, no. You know that's why I I didn't look a lot into where these song when these songs came from. Okay. The weird. Oh, th- when they came from? Well, when? Yeah. So do you want me to give you a little bit of a a background of the four? Yeah. Or? Well, I just want to say that almost all these songs harken backwards, strangely. Mm. But I'll, yeah. I'll bring up the details of it. Yeah. So that's what makes me think this is weird. Like, if a song is a reject from Blue Sky Mining. You would think that those ideas might get reused somewhere. You know, Blue Sky Mine might have a little hint in of the them. Future, or in the future, as opposed past. to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, after them. Yeah. But it's almost like these were rejected around 8990, but, <laughs> but they all have elements mm-hmm. from much earlier songs. So, okay, you tell me. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, so we're listening to, tonight, Doghead from 1989. Yeah. Can't See Reason. Uh, Love Life and Heart is Nowhere, all from 1990. And those last three are qualified as, uh, on Lasseter's Gold, I believe, as Blue Sky Mining demos. So songs that they were working on in preparation for Blue Sky Mining, but didn't make the cut for the album because they weren't, you know... Good. Middle of the roadie enough (laughs) to make it on the album. They weren't weren't mid-tempo enough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but some fun songs yeah so let's dive into them shall we yes 
This is not by way of reminder, but perhaps by way of introduction. Here's what these songs sound like. Dog Head Dog from Head. 1989, credited to Jim Magini, Rob Hurst, Peter Garrett, Bones Hillman. Okay. Recorded at the same time as You May Not Be Released. Oh. Yeah, which is something we'll be listening to later on this summer, probably. And that's a good song. It's an instrumental song. With a little bit of a... Well, I meant you may not be released. Dog keyboard. Yeah. Temple-y thing. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. I, I don't like it. Nope. <laughs> it's a really bad sample. And when I first heard this song, just weeks ago, really, yeah, um, I was like, oh boy, I hope this... Is it, this it, the it, caliber of stuff we're going to be listening to this kept, year? And, and the dog bark kept happening through the first part of the song, and I thought... Are they going to do this for the whole song? And, you know, thankfully, blissfully, mercifully, yep. they do stop. So they come back a little bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. A nerd band I like called the Double Clicks. Couple yes. Sisters. I was thinking Double Clicks. They kind of famously use a cat keyboard <laughs> in a lot of their songs. And I think they regret it a bit musically but yeah it's it's a thing and some people are not tired of the cat keyboard yet so here's the dog keyboard okay let me try to redeem you know we haven't talked about in general what's been going on like why were they doing these things and i, I kind of wanted to talk about you know why are we getting these kind of things and maybe even like how these songs came about and stuff but so this might kind of tie into dog keyboard and maybe redeeming it a little bit for this song is especially towards the end when the bass is doing its slidey, chorusy, echoey thing and the dog keyboard is barking away. It kind of reminds me like, oh, we don't have Charlie McMahon here to do didgeridoo, but maybe we want to put some didge in this song and maybe we can kind of simulate it for right now for the demo 
by doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Well, okay. For skipping ahead to the end like that, that end dog bark really, it might be real didge. Okay. And maybe that's what's okay or better about this song. All right. Yeah. Is that the, because didge sounds... Well, you have a bark. Yeah. It's like one of the things you do. That's right. Like for people who don't know much about didgeridoo playing, well, I don't know much about it, but it's not like... You know more than the average bear. I know more than the average bear. And and uh, well, who's the name of the famous didge player? Not Charlie, Charlie Man. Man. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a, this really cool Aboriginal guy who does this tutorial yeah. on YouTube from the, like from the 90s mm-hmm. on VHS. It's yeah. being put up on YouTube. And he names at least seven or eight different animals. They're all like different sounds. Sound technique that, yeah, different techniques. Yeah. yeah. And one of them is, is a dog bark. Yeah. Um, so that might even be real didgeridoo. And in mm. a way, maybe that transforms the song. This uh, artistically, I choose to think of it as at the beginning of the song, it's the, the, the sold out, the, the cheap commercial, dog bark button yeah. on a cheap made in China keyboard. Okay. And at the end, it's a real didge. And they're kind of like doing some sort of progressing out of the city into the outback. Yeah. And now doing something like that. That's for real. Okay. This is how I choose well, that's to all listen right. to this song. That's all right. It makes me feel better about it. Maybe I, Another thing that I was thinking, how to redeem, why are we spending so much time trying to redeem the dog keyboard? Maybe it represents, you know, they they did their Outback tours and the, you know, the lots of dogs on the reserves or the dingoes out there or something. I don't yeah. know, maybe it represents something like that. Yeah. Okay. Dog keyboard. Yeah. You know what is nice? No. Those strumming guitars. Are they ever? Okay. So... All four songs today, I, did I already say that? No. All four songs really remind me of another Midnight Oil song. Oh yeah, you usually didn't in the that. F- okay. Yeah. So let, let's figure that out. Should we? Should I already name it? Or well, I, I I've, you to I've guess. got an idea okay, too. You Do you want me, me to, yeah. to give you my idea? I'm thinking for some reason this is reminding me a bit of Bells and Horns. Yeah, as a whole instrumental, it is a bit. That's not what I have in mind for for like the strumming guitar particular bits. Yeah. Are we thinking of something on diesel? No. No, we're thinking of... Okay, have you got the... Um, me, just take me a second. While you're doing that, yeah. here's a question for all of our listeners out there. If you had an awesome fridge magnet of the oils playing, and there's a hand sticking up, and the hand has to block out <laughs> one of the oils... somebody. Who would you choose for it to block out? Visit our website, thecouch.website. Get in touch with us. Let us know who you want the hand to block out. I think it's perfect. It should be blocking out, Rob. <laughs> oh, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, so so can you think of that acoustic guitar we just listened to in Doghead? Is we're going we're gonna to play it right now so that okay. we can think about it. We can hear it. Put it in your brain. Okay, now hear this. Without a doubt, that is it. You yes. have the same key. That is so what song it. is that? 
Thanks for making me look dumb tonight. Hey, give me give me some it's, time and I'll get it. No, let me do it. You ask me. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna okay. think about it. Oh, is it screaming blue? Yeah, yeah, it is screaming blue from ten nine eight. Yeah. So that is looking backwards. I'm totally gonna edit that so it looks like I like you. Totally it just, <laughs> I totally knew that right off the bat. So what is that? Like eight years earlier? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, is it 83 instead? Yeah, so yeah, six years. Six years earlier. Yeah. Anyway, 1098 earlier. But totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird, actually, that it's like, so maybe they said, oh, this is just. We've done this before. We did this before. This is so. Yeah. Possibly the same key. So it goes like, it's the song's an F sharp major, but then it goes to E minor for that Screaming Blue stuff. Yep. Okay. Sure. So the next weird thing that happens, or do you have anything else to say there? No. Okay. At about 148, there's these BGVs. Background vocals, yeah. Which make it a, a not quite instrumental. Well, but they're not like lyric-y things. Like, this is like using the voice as an instrument. Okay. I'm still going to call it an instrumental, even though there's vocal instrumentation. Okay. Fair enough. D- you didn't it... put up as much fight as I thought you were going to put up. You know what would be awesome? I think they are singing discernible words, yes. If your beard had yeah. more width. Like, Robin's hair is cascading over his shoulders, and as the light <laughs> dims in the sunroom, and I look at him across the room, it looks like his beard is extra wide. Because of my hair. Hashtag beard compliments. <laughs> is it a compliment, though? I wasn't sure if you were going. Does it look lovely? It looks pretty good. And then I think, you know what? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> That's just his hair. His long <laughs> locks of hair. I should get a haircut. But anyway. Yeah, those vocally things. Yeah. Are they almost female? Do you think that's just a choir of like Bones and Rob? Or do you think they like maybe brought a female in? Or You know what? It goes pretty high. It does go pretty high, but we've got the golden tones yeah. himself. It probably is yeah, just Bones. I think it's Bones and Rob's. Pete's got like some BGV rant. It's hard to make out. It's yeah. It's it's harder for me make, to make the argument. This is vocal instrumentation for that. Yeah, yeah. So Pete really goes on a rant, and it's kind of wacky. Do you make out any of the words? Nah, I'm, no, no. I'm not that. And you know, I'm even wondering, like, with these things, like, are are lyrics complete for these songs? Is maybe that's why we don't have that on this demo version of it. Maybe they decided at some point that they they had this rant part to it, but eh, you know, we don't really want to include it as we release this on Laster's Gold or whatever, and so we'll just kind of muffle it back and something. Like you know, yeah. How complete were these songs yeah. at this demo stage? Did stuff need to be done to it mm-hmm. before they decide to release them now? Yeah. Were there little bits that were patched together and cut and spliced? And... Yeah, I could imagine, Jim. Yeah, I can too. Just mess around a bit with yeah. them before they go Like, oh, I've got the box of tapes, and yeah, we can put some of the stuff out, but eh, give me a couple weeks and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll come up with something a little bit better. Yeah. Lots uh, of plucky, chorusy bass in the yeah. song, which I like. Yeah, throughout, it's that, that's right, it's that... Uh, very bright and chorusy bass that's 
quite prominent. Yeah, very moody, kind of evokes that. It, it evokes a sound to me of earlier than 89. Maybe maybe my memories of 89, whatever. But, but that bass and then that rising guitar bit during yeah. that one part, uh, it's just that, that moody 80s kind of stuff, and I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. But yeah, yeah e- even I think you were kind of getting that with the rhythm there when you were talking about the bass. It's kind of got that, is it that Western sound, that surfy sound, because they're often yes. you know, similar. The spaghetti Western. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bones' rhythm is, I think, actually the same that the acoustic guitar does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, sure. The, the rhythm he's using on the bass is basically the same as when the guitar comes in, the yeah. acoustic guitar. Yeah. yeah. Big drums at the end, not not particularly loud, but uh, Rob just starts hitting things faster and more of them, rising up to the end. Yeah, um, and, and the and, end goes kind of weird musically too, along with the rant. Okay, something kind of happens there. Is it the kind of that, that, whoa, 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 yeah, you know, it, it might not so, so much be weird chord patterns, but it's the combination of Pete really going off the crazy end. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe yeah. there's something else going on with the dog keyboard or something at the end, or maybe yeah. that is the ditch back there that's kind of getting that, that, whoa, 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 whoa. It, yeah. it's kind of that yeah, thing going all... there as Rob's just going to town for. It's One a big hand. ending. Yep. That's Doghead. That is Doghead. That yeah. is enough Doghead. Yeah. For me, but like it's neat to hear this stuff. Yeah. But you kind of know where I'm at as far as the. You know what? I wouldn't mind living in a world without Lassiter's compared gold. to a lot of other worlds. Yeah, you know that we're missing. Sure. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stand reason. Let's give it a quick listen. Uh, oh, unless you're not. I can't stand I reason. Can't stand reason. <laughs> the entire. It, it's always can't stand reason. And no, yeah. no, it's not. It's can't see reason. I can't stand and reason. Can't stand reason. Yeah. Ah. Can't see reason. This is a Jim Magini, Peter Garrett, credited. Okay. Um, yeah, and this is the first of the three. Blue Sky Mining Demos from 1990. Yeah. Okay, so this can definitely... I can believe this is a Blue Sky Mining demo. Yeah. For sure. What what stands out to you that makes you think, oh yeah, this is definitely Blue Sky Mining? It's that mix of that clean electric guitar and the acoustic guitar yeah. uh, together. Yeah. Um, and the... Well, I guess we'll get to it later. Okay, th- this song really reminds me of one that made it onto Blue Sky Mining. Do you have, do you want to guess? No, I don't. You don't want to guess? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, one guess. Of, one of those mid-tempo ones. Yeah, one of Actually, those... this isn't that mid-tempo. It, no. It's, it's upper mid-tempo. That's right. This one is faster than the song it reminds me of. Okay. And 
as far as pace goes, this one probably could have, <laughs> should have yeah, gone on the album. Could have helped it out. Yeah. Although that other song, okay. Anyway, the, the song is you really don't want to guess. Warburton, Stars of Warburton. Oh yeah, I really like Stars of Warburton. Oh, I I do too. Yeah, but I like all the songs on Blue Sky Mining. They could have just used some faster ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Okay, so. The opening chords is this uh, A major to G major yeah. uh, thing, which is that that part of what reminds me a lot of Warburton. Warburton. Mm-hmm. Warburton. Warburton. Man, I, I, I'm uh, Canadian. Yeah. What What do we know? Uh, <laughs> Hate mail can be addressed to Robin Harbour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, um, and it starts off with Pete singing, not an instrumental. No, definitely no. not. But his singing is really dull and boring for the first while. Yeah. And I was worried, but maybe it's almost like an effect because it, it gets better, at least higher and more enthused yeah. as the song goes on. Yeah. And that might actually be an artistic choice. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. And there were some times towards the very beginning of, of his vocals where, where he doubles up on himself. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm liking the I'm liking the sound of the double vocals. I want more of those. And actually, it does bring them back in later on during the song too. But yeah, it's that it's that. Hi, I'm Pete, and I'm singing, and maybe I'm oh, well, a little bit. I'm wandering around the melody a little bit yeah, too much. Yeah, very much wandering around it. And da, 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 yeah, da, da, yeah, da, da. yeah. It's it's down low. Yeah, it's a demo. Yeah, it, it's no, we've got to keep that in mind. It is a demo. And also because of how he changes as the song goes on. Yeah. It I, might I be part it, of the, the song's journey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean there. Yeah, I think it is. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, you were mentioning at the beginning that this reminds you of Blue Sky Mining era stuff because of um, the clean electric and the acoustic. Yeah. And of course, it's a demo. It's not a completed released song for an album or a single, but the electric, the clean electric, to me, it sounds like it could use a little bit of production here and there throughout the song. It's really plucky. I don't, I don't know if the term is they got hot pickups on that guitar or something <laughs> like that, but there's like a real bright, attacky, wiry. Yeah, I would guess that this is like. Uh... One of the guys, their Gretsch guitar. Oh, yeah. yeah, with that more chimey kind of yeah. sparkly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not enough of a guitar expert to identify models just by listening. <laughs> listening. Yeah, sure. But I know around the Blue Sky era, the boys had the Gretsches yeah. out more yeah. often. Okay. And yeah. uh, just in the videos, at least. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's what I imagine. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I should mention now, Rihanna, th- like, while I hear uh, Stars Warburton throughout this song quite a bit, Rihanna kept naming species, hmm. uh, both Pete's singing and the tone on the gu- upcoming guitar solo. Okay. To her, she kept thinking oh. of uh, species diseases or, well, possibly Hercules for the guitar yeah. solo. Yeah. Um, but Pete's singing. Um, like the fact that it's just like really unprocessed. This is just, here's a guitar and an amp and I am playing it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's what she's yeah. really hearing. I yeah. can hear that too, for yeah. sure. 
Yeah, so I thought I should mention that. Yeah. Um, and I think when we were talking um, species as well, we we're you were mentioning that, you know, this was, I don't know if you were mentioning it or we read it somewhere or maybe it came out of my ears somehow, that, that Pete was just kind of, this is, it was less of a produced album. This is a raw getting back to the rock kind of thing. And so not as much focused on the vocals as at least he would be doing with diesel and blue sky coming up. So yeah. maybe, maybe there's a little bit of res- resemblance similarity. Yes. Um, vocally that, between the two. That's right. Like it sounds like species. It was very much just getting there and record it. Yeah. And the producer was not on Pete's case. Yeah. For Bo's vocals. And that was a very deliberate decision, you know, as we went through, uh, yeah, especially Diesel, mm-hmm. uh, Blue Sky Mining, the producers really were on Pete to sing better. Yeah. Do it right. And yeah. then back again in Capricorn. Yeah. 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 So. Warren. Yeah. Warren wanted Pete the hit to maker. sing. The hit maker. Wants yep. him to sing in tune. Yeah. <sighs> but in Pete's. When people told him to do that, he did. Oh yeah, work harder. Yeah, at and, it. yeah. and he would he would listen. He would learn. He would, yeah. you know, make the effort. And sometimes they would do an album where it'd be just raw. Yeah, and that's cool too. So about halfway through the song, it starts to really pick up. He sometimes has gone up into a higher yep. register already, yep. but uh, the bass really starts riffing. Yeah, doom 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 sort of thing. I had that written down as a bass solo. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's a bass solo, but it's definitely a feature. Yeah. Yeah. The bass, and that's one of those cases where the bass player can signal, okay, guys, time to get this thing going. Yeah. I have written in my notes that this reminds me of something, and I, I left a blank to fill it in. I never filled it in. Does this, did it remind you of, of another oils kind of thing? It does. Especially that build-up section afterwards? Yeah, although right now I can't yeah. name it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was thinking that when we were just listening to it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the bass does its thing. The drums say, yep, we're, yeah. go, we're really moving now. We're joining you too. The guitars come in for that, that build-up-y bit. Yeah, and then there's a nice guitar solo at 2.35. Yeah. saying that it's like the her- solo in Hercules is what she's hearing. I'm still on my uh, Warburton mm-hmm. thing and the out at the end of Warburton is a, a guitar solo and it reminds me a lot of this one. Should we hear it? Yeah, yeah we should, eh? That guitar there is really reminding me of the guitar at the end of this song. And I can't be sure whether or not I'm going to be excited enough to go and find Warburton, yeah. so you might have to go find it on yourself. Yeah. Find it on yourself. 
you know, because all you guys got Stars of War, which and tattooed on your yeah. calf. I, I guess it's the I can't see reason chorus that he's singing. And he he throws in that, ah, 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 yeah. says Darren with a cold tonight. Yeah. And again, that's a that's a poor part where I can, I think I can hear, I can imagine I can hear them doubling up the vocals, maybe because they want to use another take of the vocals for afterwards. But I like the effect of, of having both of them in there. Yeah. And, and even the first time he's going through the chorus, I'm anticipating here, hearing the ah, ah, ah yes. sound. It's like, I, I think when we were listening to it, I kind of made some hand motion or something. Yeah. And, and that to me is it. almost like the hook of the song. Yeah. Even though it's a bit goofy, it's like, well, you know what? That is a pretty catchy bet. It is. I want to sing that along too. Yeah. I can't see Normally when we say doubling for vocals, we mean two extremely similarly sung parts that really beef it up. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it becomes actually two Pete's like just doing their own thing for a while. And maybe I can't think of any other Midnight Oil song instance Mm. where there's two lead Pete's, so to speak, two Pete's both doing a higher register leading kind yep. of vocal like uh, once in a while and and saying different things or doing different doing things different with things it. Yeah. that's right yeah that's right uh so it was amusing yeah 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 i thought it was kind of hooky and he's up in his falsetto there for quite a bit of it this song has a lot of it might be of of the four that we're listening tonight yeah um the most fun drum stuff yeah as far as there's a lot of energy there's a lot going on um towards the beginning uh, rob's got kind of these triplety type things going on as far as the rhythm goes kind of matching the other guys and then just just a lot of energy just all around the toms all around the toms and especially as we get to the end of the song just going to the nuts no nope, yeah. that's not what i wanted to say going, going to the nuts, nuts. Going nuts. There they are, going to the nuts again. No, no, no. I'm going to edit that out so it doesn't sound like that. Going to the nuts. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Going nuts. Yep. Yep. Going to the nuts. <laughs> Sorry. That's pretty funny, though. Okay. Yes. I also had fun drum outro. Yeah. And this song really does save itself from its boring beginning. It Compared to how it starts... I, see, I don't think it's a boring beginning. It's just a, uh, here's the beginning. It's not as exciting as the ending. I found it... I'm not usually one to think of boring songs, but the beginning of this song yeah. really was boring okay. to me. And, yeah. But in my case, in my in my estimation, it, it solves that problem. And yeah. then some. Yeah. It's quite good by the end. And yeah, so artistically... Maybe it works. It's it's a journey. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and those that drum outro is even that is a little bit like Warburton, in that the end of Warburton yeah. has all kinds of yeah, drum Warburton fills. Yeah, kind of almost ends with that snare kind of thing happening over and over again, right? Well, I think it's got like a military kind of. No, maybe I'm misremembering how it goes. I'm kind of remembering lots of tom fills. Yeah, kind of going on. I was to play Warburton. I would end it with like military kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Any thoughts lyrically about the song? What what is this can't stand reason? 
<laughs> I said it again. Yes. Can't see reason. Yeah, can't see reason. What is the reason that he, he can't see in the song? Well, maybe it is people who can't stand reason. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe this is this is the Trump Yeah. The the Just Trump. looking out and seeing the lack of reasonableness in whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's all I really got out of it. I think that's probably what, what's going on, too. Even as we were just listening to it um, before recording here, um, there was that, there's the line, um, I can't see reason to live my life in peace. And throughout the last few weeks, I was having a hard time connecting those two things. I can't see reason to live my life in peace. Are are you saying you can't see a reason why you would want to live your life in peace? And that just wasn't making much sense to me. But listening to it now, I was saying, oh, to live my life in peace. One of those things that we want a good government to do for us is to let us live our lives in peace. And so without having a good, reasonable government to do that kind of thing, maybe there's some sort of connection that way with it. Yeah. 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 I'll buy that. Okay. Love life? Love life. This is the only way you gotta love life. The songs keep getting better and better. Don't you think? Well, yeah, and we keep thinking, man, they cut all the fast songs out of Blue Sky Mine. This is, I I don't know that it's a two... uh, a two-four song, like yeah. a or a two-two song. I don't think it's a, like a one-two-one-two. One, two. I don't know if it's a one-two-one-two one, two type yeah. beat, but certainly got that up-down, up-down, up-down well, yeah. pogo kind of dancing okay. type thing going to it, eh? So, like I said, every song totally reminds me of another song, and this one is you gotta know. I just didn't. I just wasn't making the connections. I really? Guess. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about oh, that. Oh, this is Bust to Bondi. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, and oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, is it ever? Like, the drum, like, the verses of this song yeah. are Busta Bondi. Oh. Like, oh, but again, this is going backwards. It's like, yeah. it's the wrong way. Maybe it proves that the oils are time travelers and that that poster really was signed in 7218. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Yep. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's the same drum beat and basically the same kind of rhythm guitar. Yeah. Okay. You don't buy that the drum beat thing. It sounds like the same kind of rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So peppy, bouncy, dancy. Yeah. Why'd you put this on the? And doesn't this it's sound? Bond, I <laughs> and you know, I don't have a lot to say musically about this one. Yeah. So I'll I'll let you kind of drive the bus to Bondi on to this Bondi, one. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. I bet you that joke's never been made in the history of Benetto before. Sorry it took us to the second season well, to make not, it. Probably not about the song Love Life. Okay. Again, yeah. charting new courses in Midnight Oil podcasts. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the music, but let me say, Jim Magini and Peter Garrett get the credits for this one. Yeah, so... And doesn't this, like, at least... At least lyrically, doesn't this seem like this is a Pete song? And even musically, um, it it reminds me of, like, 
it could be on this, I think. And by this, Darren means a version of now. Yes, I'm Peter hope- Garrett's solo album. Can't you see this, It reminds listeners? me of this. <laughs> What's wrong with this audio medium that you can't see yeah. me? Yeah, like rhythmically, lyrically, um, yeah, it reminds me a lot of this. The opening lines talking about the muscles. Uh, we are the muscles on the bend before the sea. Yeah. I don't know what he's getting at, but it just kind of sounds like it's, it's sound, really Pete lyrics. It's very Petey lyrics. Very Petey yeah. lyrics. Yeah. And at one point he's he's talking very early about the tall tops. And then he talks about trees like in the next line or something. And I'm making that connection that you brought out when uh, we were doing Breathe and you were talking about the tall tree song and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, from the solo from, album. Yeah, yeah, from the solo album. So I'm thinking, yeah. This yeah. is such a Pete kind of song. Yeah. This is. is the first real Pete standout song that I think we've got this series. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. I agree with Let's that. Let's talk about some Muzak. Muzak. More Muzak. So yeah, it opens up with this really just free form kind of strum the guitar Pete sings yeah, for before, the first 20 seconds. Kind of this, for that boppy poppy stuff. Yeah, this interesting on. intro. Yeah. And then we come right down in with the uh, bus to Bondi yeah. rocking, uh, which the drums... Drums, the rhythm, guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, the the chorus is actually just a very different sounding chorus for the oils. Can you, can you play that? The one minute? Sure. To me, it just doesn't sound like other oils choruses, which I guess is good. But go. it doesn't sound original. It sounds like some other band hmm. to me. I, I like it. But. So no life, don't leave it. Make it, don't break it. So isn't that a very unusual oils chorus to yeah, have? Yeah, it's not very. It's it's it seems just like a very, you know, fifties or sixties poppy kind of chorus. Yeah, to something, it's, eh? it's pop, and I guess that's Rob singing along the whole time. Could with be. Him. There's a second yeah, voice yeah, there. Is. Yeah, uh, it's kind of unrelenting. Uh, usually, oils, well, they they leave space. Yeah, and that's just this barrage of yeah. of words. words. Yeah, and uh, again, which makes me think of yeah. a v- version of now. Yeah, yeah. So I like it, uh, but there's something unusual about it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta wonder why this one was canned. Um, is it because Jim said, "Yo, this is just Busta Bondi again," or it's just so or, not oilsy? Or was that chorus stolen from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was they say, "Oh, you know that chorus is something from." This some, sounds too candy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you were talking earlier about about the guitars coming in and this is a song where it's easy to hear the two different styles of guitar playing. I imagine that Jim kind of starts off um doing kind of the more of the melodic stuff and then you've got I imagine Martin doing the kind of the plucky um type thing that kind of continues along after that intro. Yeah. and stuff like that. But you know, we've got two guitarists and this is a song where it's easy to hear the two guitars doing their two individual kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it does have a key chain. The bridge oh, goes yeah, to yeah. E. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, most of the song's in B minor. Mm. And it has a nice long solo in it. Mm-hmm. At about the 230 mark. Um, and that's about it. 
the ending also has this interesting echo to it. Yeah. Gotta love life. And then Gotta it kind of gives... Life. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like a proper ending to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this echo thing. You know, you got to wonder if this made the cut, what would they have done to that ending to, to change it? Would they leave it kind of like this echoey kind of thing? Like, yeah. Because I could maybe hear something like that, but maybe in an Earth, Sun, and Moon era type recording, right? Yeah. Kind of more of that spacey, trailing off repetition kind of thing, but yeah. not so much Blue Sky Mining. Yeah, maybe they just weren't ready for Blue Sky Mining seems like such a sour, dour, yeah. serious album yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And this is just all hippy dippy fun in yeah. the sky kind of stuff, which would totally fit a lot better. And then you know, Pete maybe when they kicked uh, Love Life off the album, and then Pete stood up and made his speech. You know, boys, <sighs> this album's just full of mid-tempo crap. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. That's right, and I think he said, "I think we've got a very dour album <laughs> on our hands." <laughs> and then. The, the only rescue attempt they made was King of the Mountain, I believe. Yeah, yeah, which everyone loves. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves King of the Mountain. Is this the third pod? This is the third episode of this series. So it took three episodes for us to start making fun of King of the Mountain that's this year. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's June. Yep. Um, maybe another reason I think this is a Pete song is just the playfulness of the lyrics mm-hmm. that's going on. Um. I haven't quite figured out what the whole two-way cul-de-sac is. Like, when you think of a cul-de-sac, it's like a little dead end. Like, I lived on a cul-de-sac. Beachdale Court was a cul-de-sac, right? Yes. Um, so what's a two-way cul-de-sac? Is that just A? Is that a street? Or is that like this insulated dog bone that you can't get out of? <laughs> what is everybody living in this two-way cul-de-sac? But it's that interesting word picture. Um there's the the tambourine. Do you hear the? Did you hear the little tambourine? Little I bit heard there. Some tambourine. There's a little bit of tambourine. Talks. The lyric is, um, hey, "I need a tambourine to shake my something away." <laughs> and so you hear the tambourine, shake it, shake it, and then it sounds like it just kind of throws it on the floor. <laughs> it's like, is that a little musical joke you're doing? Because yeah. it made me laugh. And then right after that, there's the line, "Let our atom hearts collide." And I'm think, and I thought, oh, that's that's just great too, because you've got you know two hearts colliding, you know, coming together in love, but you've also got you know smashing atoms together, yeah. and nukes and explosions yeah. and stuff like that. I just I thought that oh, that's just a a really super lyric. I like that a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I like Pete lyrics when he's doing his his hippy dippy thing like this. Yeah. I I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Um, again. Maybe we can talk about what we think that they're getting at with the song. I think it's pretty Pete surface kind of stuff. Um, at one point, there's the there's the line, "Got to hold it by the tail." Um, it makes me think of you know grabbing the tiger by the tail, that kind of thing. You know, this thing's out there, but you grab on, you hold on to it. So aggressively pursuing, doing good to others. I think I think overall the idea of the song is you know leave the world a better place than you found it and that's probably in the lyric even there somewhere but i think even beyond the whole leave no trace camping ethic mm-hmm. type thing i think it's treat people well mm-hmm. i think that's the song too how can you not get behind something like that gotta love life it's a good song yeah yeah it would have been really weird on blue sky mind to have oh, this song. it totally doesn't fit on the album yeah. at all 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's more commentary on Blue Sky Mining mm, yeah. than this song. And what was going on with that. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe in the case of this song, because I can pick and choose the universe that I want to live in. You can. Yeah, I can. I want this song from Lasseter's Gold in my universe, but other stuff I could leave. I think we like all the songs on Blue Sky Mining, mm-hmm. just when you put them all together as an album. It's a little bit too much of the same yeah. thing for yeah. a thing. Just for those of you who didn't get that. Little drum break at 210, 212. Good. Well done. Thanks. Now we don't have to listen to it. Perfect. Less editing for me. Heart is nowhere. (laughs) We've discussed this in the past, haven't we? Probably. That we make that noise. And it also happens to be the Harrisburg noise. Right. But we don't necessarily do it because of Harrisburg. Although it's nice that, you know, we can add some extra midnight oil content whenever we just want to go. (sighs) 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 What's the next song? is nowhere. Yeah, again, we got a more upbeat song. Yeah, and this time listening to it, yeah. You played it on, and maybe it's just, you know, now I'm listening to it through a phone, through the computer, into yeah. my headphones. You know, it does things, right? Yeah, it you does. You listen to things it in different ways, and things happen. Yeah. It's like traveling, Wilburys, mm. at the very beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's get George and Roy and all the guys together, yeah. and wow. Yeah. So... This song, I think, is also looking forward a bit to Earth, Sun, and Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrically, uh, you know, in the valley, it's not. Yeah, it's not the same. No, but but talking about yeah, if if he had done maybe in the valley never would have been written had this song yeah. gone through. Yeah, had he not tried to start working these ideas out, and I don't. Th- this song isn't nearly as transparent and as autobiographical mm-hmm. as In the Valley is. But the ideas there, or even the idea of we've got a character, whoever he happens to be in the song, there is a definite journey happening in this guy's life or in the progression of the song, which makes the song so um, re-listenable to me. Like mm-hmm. this is, of the four we're listening to, I love this one the most. And it's because there seems to be that depth to the lyric um, that there's, it just seems like, oh, there's just so much more to tease out here. I know that it's packed with story and with, with just stuff in there that I can still draw out of it. I feel even as I went for my walk today and I was listening to it, I felt like I just kind of cracked it. I haven't opened it up yet, but there was that reward of, I think I've got a glimpse into what's going on in the song right now. It's like, oh, I just want to go listen to it more and more now. Yeah. Yeah. Is this also a Pete and Jim song? This is a Pete and Jim song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really uh, got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this song musically reminds me of... Something from maybe the real thing-ish 
Last of the Diggers. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a very strong, uh, the acoustic groove yeah. is really similar, and I think they're both in E minor. Okay. So it's, again, the same, like you hear the same chord yeah. with a very similar rhythm. And uh, now this is faster than Last of the Diggers. This song acoustically drives so hard. Mm-hmm. It I like it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, it's just got a lot of oomph behind it, yet it's it's that I can I can picture Jim and Martin just sitting facing each other with their acoustics doing those little brrrms that yes. they do together, like the really fast I don't know if they're triplets or whatever they happen yeah, to be. Yeah, those little... da 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 just fitting all yeah. those little strums in for the That's beat. That's right. And and if you don't know what we're talking about, if you watch the video for The Dead Heart... Yeah, probably. I think is the one where uh, where Jim and Martin are sitting side by side, yeah. uh, both with their acoustic guitars, and they do yeah. this thing they do this together, thing together yeah. very, very tight yeah. uh, that they're capable of doing. Dead Heart is still the number one requested song uh, from my boys. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And they like the single version. That's the, the long, yeah, the, 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 the extra long one. Yeah. 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 yeah neat. Yeah. And is it all the doo-doos they like They the like best? the doo-doos, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, yeah. And who wouldn't? Oh, you know what I forgot to mention during the pickup section of the of the thing? No. Did you see the copy of Breathe that was on, um, somebody was selling it online and it was super reasonable. Like it would have come into just over like a hundred and thirty dollars like, Canadian or something like oh, that. Oh, that vinyl. Breathe. Yeah, okay. yeah. The the gatefold one too, not the reissue. Oh, okay. It yeah. was the proper. Yeah. I, I didn't buy it because it was still like over. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Lachlan, he got the deal. Oh, he got it. No, not this oh, time. But remember last it, year when yeah. he got his copy and he got like the great deal on it. So yeah. I'm still waiting. Is for that it. when he made the video and put it on the shelf? Yeah, there? he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. <laughs> One of, one of these years, I'll, yeah. I'll join him. He'll eventually do that. Jen was giving me a hard time when I was telling her about that and saying, why? <laughs> do you do you really need to buy that? You know, if that's what it takes, okay. But really, yeah. do you? Need. No, I don't. Well, no, right. answering need. Well, no. of course, the answer yeah. is no. Yeah. Phrase it that way. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. She. Okay, so musically, what else is there to say? Not a whole lot. The the harmonies. Yeah. Um, or... Yeah, you, you totally hear Bones' background vocals in this song. Yes. And I, you were probably wanting to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Around 2.30, there's a really high falsetto bit. Throughout, there's these harmonies, which I think are both Rob and Bones yes, together, yeah. uh, stacked. Ooh, you know they're stacking them. Yeah, stacking the harmonies. Yeah, stacking the harmonies and uh, thirds. Oh, so apparently all chords are always stacked thirds. Basically, that's what they are. Like whenever you have harmony, yeah, you put a third on top. And then you put another third. Yeah. You know how when we add like a ninth or a eleventh or a thirteenth, mm-hmm. notice that it's not a twelfth or a fourteenth. Right. It's these stack thirds. So you go from one to three to yeah. five is yeah. your normal triad. Yeah. 
a seven yeah. is then nine, nine. eleven, thirteen. Oh. So basically every odd number. Yeah, every but, odd yeah, number. But those are considered yeah, thirds. thirds. Yeah. 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 And because of this podcast, yeah. the stuff that never stuck with me during elementary rudiments of music, I think I'm getting now too. Because when me and the boys were doing piano lessons in the last few weeks, they got to do their their own endings um, for the songs they were doing for the recitals. Yeah. And Nathan was playing the Star Wars theme. And he was allowed to do whatever ending he want. But as I was sitting beside him and we were practicing together, I was like, I'm sorry, Daddy won't let you end Star Wars that way. <laughs> you've got you've to play these notes in it. But yeah. he ended up doing an inversion oh, yeah. of the chord. And I was yeah. able to say, oh, well, that, that's, that's basically the same chord, but it's kind of... And so it's the like, order is oh, different. The order is yeah. different in that you're playing it, yeah. Yeah, so, cool. So, yeah. Uh, but we digress. Yeah, yeah. And so quite a few times in the song, there is a suspension accord where I think the suspension is where, in this case, is mm-hmm. where they're playing the fourth. So normally a chord, you go one, three, five. Yeah. Now, if you put in one, four, five, yeah. then that four goes down to a three. To resolve that That chord. resolves it. Yeah, because the four is well it's like a cadence yeah so if you're in c major and then the four would be the f well Mm -hmm. you know that f is the fourth sometimes i don't know whether you're talking to the listeners or you're talking directly (laughs) to me because like i'm talking to you i I don't know that i know that yeah yeah so is this that ah thing that we're hearing where they're they're resolving that part that's okay yeah because can you hear when they they call the uh resolving because it, it it feels unresolved, yeah. certainly, right? Like, it sounds good, but you wouldn't want to end it that no, way. No, you can't end yeah, on that, like, right? Yeah. It'd be like, oh, finish it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's that's what we're hearing there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially towards the end, but just all those manly voices singing together. This yeah. is something that we've heard on other songs, but it's just good oils stuff. Great yeah. song. This could have been on the album. I yeah. think this would have fit a lot better than Love Life. Uh, Love Life, yes. Yeah. 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 And, and so one other connection with oh. Last of the Diggers, yeah. I wanted to say, is that those high harmonies, Last of the Diggers also has the the choir of, like the oil choir mm. show up mm-hmm. at the end of the yeah. song too. Yeah, Very like, similar. Yeah, yeah, just like this. Yeah. So I, I I do feel that the song got ideas in it got mm-hmm. turned into last Digger, last ah, of the diggers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not positive, yeah. but yeah, things that they played with here showed yeah. up in other places. Yeah. As far as lyrics go, maybe I'll just kind of share the thing that I think kind of cracked the song open a little bit to yeah. me. Um, just thinking about uh, the title of the song, Heart is Nowhere. What is that? What does this mean? I hear all these little vignettes in the song of these little stories and what's going on and who's the guy telling the story and all this stuff. As I was walking today, I was, yeah, this ties in. I was going for my walk. Oh, I tweeted a little picture as I was walking today. Yeah, you mentioned podcast. and Podcast prep, beaver dams in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Like three minutes from my house, 
I didn't know there was beaver dams three minutes from my house, but there are. Yeah, found a new little trail today. Anyway, who's this guy who's writing the song? He's a wanderer. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we get that for sure from from this from beyond just the vignettes? Where is the heart? Okay, home is where, where the heart is. Yeah, heart is nowhere. Where's your home? No, I don't have a home. No. I'm a wanderer. And for me, it's like okay, yeah totally heading down the right road now with I think totally heading down the right road with where I'm trying to understand the song so it's like there's the chink in the armor now I want to spend more and more time with the song just trying to peel it back and figure more stuff out from it and it's fun to listen to oh something that we didn't mention musically vocally um there's this home bit that comes in everyone um, every once in a while in a song let me oh, see if I can okay. find it so I can play it and they don't do it all all the time it's like the I think it's on the chorus like kind of like the first two like the chorus they kind of do the chorus twice maybe every time or like it's easy to split the chorus into two and so the first half of the chorus has this harum type thing think they're saying home well i don't know if they're singing home yeah. or if there's just like this home kind of manly kind of thing <laughs> home. Home. It, it, it's it's like the dwarves are singing home. something there <laughs> yeah I don't know. it's just just another little bit of the song that i enjoyed and i just wanted to share with you with me and you and you yeah well is that it that's it for tonight. Thank you for listening to the songs with me again. Oh, me? Yeah, You're you. You're talking to me? Oh. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I enjoy doing this. That was good. Good to listen to. Next time on Comfortable Place on the Couch, a Midnight Oil podcast, let me tell you what we're going to be listening to, because I don't think I did that last time. Yeah. We're going to be listening to some more Blue Sky Mine demos and a couple Blue Sky Mining uh, B-sides. So we're going to listen to Wreckery Road. Hey, right which, there. Which happens to be on the Ghostwriter yeah, the CD. Midnight Oil version of yeah, Wreckery Road. Yeah, that's right. That didn't actually make it out, yeah. but Rob used it there. We're going to be listening to um, the band played the last melody. We're going to be listening to um, their cover of Instant Karma. Oh, yeah. Which was on the B-side of King of the Mountain. So is this a studio version, or is it just from the the protest? I like, think it might, like, from the From Exxon the gig? Exxon gig. Yeah. That's what it is, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know off, off the top of my head. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else? You may not be released. Right. So, um, so I'm very familiar with two and yeah. kind of three. Well, Recre Road as well, but not the Oils not version. Not the Oils version, yeah. And then... I've heard yeah. these other songs yeah. lots of times. So okay. folks who are looking to find these songs, to give them a listen, uh, Lasseter's Gold has Recory Road and the band played the last melody. Uh, Chico Lacalo has, hey, I did a pretty good job of saying that, yeah. of You May Not Be Released, and Instant Karma, you'll find it on YouTube if you've got, uh, it was released officially as the B-side of King of the Mountain. It's out there. I've got a VHS, it. Darren. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, how could I not remember that? It's time to, what do we do? Put the lid back on the tank and say good night.
Huh? Until next time, when we'll be when we will be listening to some more Blue Sky Mining era tunes on Comfortable Place on the Couch, a Midnight Oil podcast. Suggestions, comments, hate mail, Judy Tubes. <laughs> Judy Tubes. Maybe you just want to be mentioned on the podcast. You can send us a message from our website. Or find us on the Twitters. Or find us on the Twitters. The website is thecouch.website. Yeah. Um, and that, yes, that is a real URL. And we're on the Twitters. I'm at Darren the Folds. Yeah, and I'm at Robin Harborin. Uh, I'm also still lurking around on Facebook, so you'll probably find me there if you, uh, if you want to. Excellent. Um, you will find show notes on our website thecouch.website and that other podcast that we are doing. Oh yeah, that's closer than ever. What are you calling it, Darren? Growing Up 80s? Growing Up 80s is probably the name. And we've even got a plan for our topics for our first uh, episode of it. Darren will say, can we give a clue? It's a me. <laughs> it's a me, know. Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's a good clue. It's a me, Donkey Kong. <laughs> and yeah. you want to give a clue? Well, I was just going to say DK yeah. and ET. DK and ET. Those are some initials. I've been doing my very best not to show you something. Oh, and okay. This is this is podcast is done. But we'll we'll we're still the talking. podcast is over. Yeah, you can hang up. You can now. go home. You now. can go home now. But if you feel like hanging around for a couple more minutes, um, this is brand new. I I'd already decided what I wanted my topic for the podcast to be before this thing happened, and I thought, okay, I'm not I'm not going to tell Robin about this. Um, not going to show him it. If he asks about it, I'll show him it. I'll tell him it. But um, otherwise, I'll save it for the podcast. Okay. But did you notice that green thing over there? Oh, what's going? It's got feet. Did you, did you notice that when you wandered in? I actually didn't. No. I didn't even look at when, it. When you look at it, do you recognize what that might be? Want me to go take the sheet well, off? Well, ba- based on what I'm learning, it, it looks like it could be a tiny cocktail cabinet thing, but it looks a little low. It looks a little low. But... The feet of it make me think something like that. This belongs to me. Yeah. Wow, it is. And I can't really see the top of it. Is it Donkey Kong? It's got a jump. It is a straight from Japan dedicated Donkey Kong Jr. Cocktail cabinet. Wow. How'd you get it? We've got a friend who is collects a... these kind of things. Yeah. And I should just be talking like more often, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Did I set you up a good deal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did okay, hang ever? on. Yeah. We're going to bleep out the name because he doesn't yeah. want anybody to know, no, I know about this stuff. But yeah, so that's an honest to goodness DK Jr. with like the boards in it. There's the monitor. Just got to clean it up, put it together. Could you ask for a nicer little thing to have in your sunroom?
pretty cool. Did you get warnings about the CRT? About you know? Oh how, yeah, yeah. You, you know oh yeah, yeah. People get yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Has it been discharged already? It hasn't been plugged in for like five years. It it hasn't been properly discharged, but. Does he say that after five years, there's no he way said, it has? He said, don't worry about it. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's saying, be more careful about the neck than like twisting off the end and stuff like that. And the, I forget what they call on the back of the tube. Yeah. You know, don't clean that stuff off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, we were, we've been, we talked on and off. Like, you know, like a few years ago, he offered to give me a joust cabinet. Wow. And I I like, gotta hang out with this guy more. And and nobody offers to give you a joust cabinet, right? And so when he said, Yeah, I've got a joust cabinet you can have, I'm attaching yeah, and it'll only cost you a thousand dollars to it. Yeah. And I found out afterwards it's like, No, I would have given you a joust cabinet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So at the time space was a an issue and stuff yeah. like that, but I got the okay for for something. And uh yeah. So I went out and I was thinking, I'm just going to get a, just a, a cabinet with a monitor in it and I'll put a, a JAMA board in it or something, get a yeah. multi-kit going on it. And he said, you know, you should really have this here. <laughs> Aren't I a lucky boy? You are. So I'm a lucky boy. So maybe those legs extend more to they bring do. it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They okay, do. that yeah. makes sense now. Yeah. And he was telling me that your Tetris is a, a Japanese burger time cabinet. Really? And I said, no, it's, it looks what? pretty Tetrisy to me. Yeah. Like, it's not that cutout of, of the, the chef, Peter Pepper. Yeah. How does whatever. he know so much about it? He basically knows every cabinet that's been through Thunder Bay. You know how some people are like savants in certain areas? Yeah. I think he's got a little bit of that. Now, does he know this is the one I bought in Minneapolis though? Maybe, Maybe he's not. thinking of the other Tetris Maybe cabinet he's thinking I have. That you have two Tetris caps? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> and this is why we're doing an 80s podcast. Yeah. So Part why, of the reason. Why would we tack this on the end of the Midnight Oil album? Why aren't we doing this for the 80s one? This is like, well, we'll do it again. Okay. This This is like, a, what do you call those things that make people want to go and watch your... It's a teaser. It's a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I gotta go pee. All right. I was about to say, love ya. <laughs> love y'all. I love you too. Well, I was talking mostly to the listener. Yeah, me too. <laughs>